Welcome to the Learning Outside the Lines podcast. I'm Ann Ryan, your host, homeschool mom of four, and passionate about education and helping our children learn best. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I appreciate you taking some time. We are entering season three of the podcast, and we have been at this for a little over a year and a half. Time flies. And I really appreciate all the feedback that I've gotten from people when they let me know that something that I have said or something that I have shared has resonated with them and helped them, because that's my goal. My goal is to share some of my experiences, some of the things that we have learned, positive and negative, and sharing that information with other homeschoolers, with other parents, that perhaps it can help them in their journey forward. In this new season of the podcast, I am still planning on doing episodes every other week. And if you can always find me, though, every week, almost every day on Instagram at Latte Books to Read, where I post books and snapshots of things that we do throughout our homeschool day with all ages of my kids from ages 10 all the way up to age 20. So let's jump into today's topic, which is my version of not back to school. I'm sure many of you have seen the signs on Facebook and Instagram and things like that, where the kids are holding up the little sign and it says, first day of first grade, first day of third grade, whatever it might be. And they're fun and I totally get it. I, it's, it's kind of one of those rites of passage for, for kids every year to you know start the year, you're going up a grade. I totally understand. I think many homeschoolers do the same thing. They still have a mindset of grades and working through a set of curriculum for each year, and they're moving up through the grades. I totally get it. It's a cultural thing. It's totally just part of our society. But one of the things that I have seen change over the last decade or so with our homeschool as well as others, is that we are moving towards a more, for lack of a better word, holistic view of education. It's not by grades. It's not a set of curriculum that we have to work through each year. It's more of a mindset of learning. It's a mindset of working through things as our children are ready and as our children are interested. I know that we've all heard the stories of kids that are not ready to read when they're in first grade or second grade or possibly third grade, and then suddenly their minds are ready. They are developmentally ready to read at, say, let's say, age 10 or whatever it might be, and they have the basic phonics information down, and then boom, they just are off and running with reading. Same for any other skill, math or maybe even some fine motor skills, things like that. And again, I'm not talking about kids with special needs, which is a whole nother topic, but I'm just talking generally about a lot of kids and they are ready for certain stages of learning at different times, other than what that bell curve shows for kids that are in school, that they should be you know, doing certain things by second grade or they should be certain doing certain things by third or fourth grade. I'm throwing those all out the window and ignoring those and saying our kids are all different and we should be 
respecting and using their cues and when they are ready to capitalize on learning and teaching. And I think I've seen more and more of that over the years. And also thanks to Peter Gray. Peter, Dr. Peter Gray is a fabulous researcher and psychologist that has looked into self-directed learning and child-led learning over the last decade or two based on his own uh, child um, and their needs. And I just think that more and more people need to embrace this. They need to see it as a positive and beneficial way of looking at learning and stop focusing so much on grades and levels. Now, I also want to stop and say I totally understand that many people, myself included, need resources. They need a guidebook, so to speak. And that's what a lot of these grade level programs or grade level curriculum are for. It's to help the parents go through step by step certain skill development that typically is known to be used at certain ages or certain grades. I, I get that. It's a resource. It's a tool. My caution or my encouragement is not to use that as gospel, is not to use that as the only way or the only resource to use when teaching your child math or multiplication tables or certain writing skills. To basically use it if it's working, capitalize on it if your child is responding well to it, but when they aren't, don't think that something's wrong with the child. Because I can almost guarantee you that it's not the child, it's the program or the curriculum. And so focus on what is not working and find things that will work for your child. If they are not responding to rote memorization, then look at something else that works for them. I have one child that was very auditory and did great with, with rote memorization. He, that was just a way that he learned certain things like multiplication tables and he could memorize poems and he could do things like that. But then I had another child that couldn't do that at all. So me using that curriculum or some of those resources for memorization for that child obviously was not going to work. And I, my first instinct may have been, oh, well, it worked for one child. Why isn't working for her? What's wrong with her? But I didn't do that because luckily I was <laughs> smart enough to realize that that wasn't the case. But it's easy to fall into that trap. I totally understand it, especially, again, with how schools operate, how institutional education operates. They are operating with a set of curriculum and guidelines and all kids are really expected to fall into those and learn according to those guidelines. And when they are, it's not about the curriculum or the guidelines being wrong. It's about the child, something being wrong with the child. And we really have to get away from that. Some of you may have seen my Instagram post that I posted last week with my daughter. And it had one of those signs that I mentioned. And it had first day, and I had crossed that out. And it said, just another day of learning. And I posted that because I just that week was I was inundated with all these signs about first day of kindergarten, first day of first grade, whatever it was. 
And I, I just looked at my daughter and she was having fun playing Minecraft and she was building some incredible world. And I was shocked at how much she had created in this little world that her and her friend were in. And I, I, it was just so clear to me that it's not the first day of anything. It's just another day of learning. Some days they may learn a lot of certain skills in writing or math and other days they're learning by building on Minecraft and other days they are learning how to surf and other days they're learning how to play baseball and another day they're learning how to tie their shoes. I mean, they're learning every day and we are so quick to discount that sometimes as real learning, but it absolutely is. That everyday learning to me, is almost more valuable in many cases than some of the book learning that they focus on in school. And I really had to laugh as I kept seeing the likes rack up for this post that I had posted because just literally within hours, there was hundreds of people that had liked it and many, just dozens of comments saying, yes, absolutely, I hear this. I totally agree. And a week later, just a week later, it has over 1,800 likes. Now, I don't care about the number of likes, but what that tells me is that re that really hit a nerve. Like a lot of people saw that and agreed, or it made them think, and it made them maybe reflect on, yes, that is to totally true. And again, I'm not saying that holding up the little signs about first day of first grade are bad. Not at all. I totally understand that. It's again, it's just getting us th to think, though, that it's okay not to stick with the grades. It's okay. I have a friend of mine that when I had posted that, she had sent me a little a note, a little comment that said that her son was the same way. And when people ask him what grade he, he's in, he said, for which subject, which I absolutely love. That's like such a perfect example of a child learning based on their needs. He might be, you know, only third grade for math, but he could be, you know, if you use grades, he might be sixth grade for science and he might be ninth grade for history. Who knows? It just all depends on what his interests and his strengths and weaknesses are. So I loved, I just loved that response though. So even though I know I'm kind of preaching to the choir about this subject and I don't want to get too long and rambling. I just really wanted to remind people, I guess, that you don't need to stick with grades. You don't need to stick with certain programs or curriculums and certain levels. You can do what works best for your child. And even if you say, but my child might go back to school someday, so I need to stick with these graded kinds of programs, that's not necessarily true. I have known many people that have gone back to school later, especially if they homeschooled in the earlier years in elementary and then had gone on to a public school or a private school for middle school and or high school. And guess what? Most of them, I, I can only think of really one that struggled a little bit, but the rest of them all did totally fine. They were either where they should be or even beyond. And that wasn't about taking you know, certain tests or anything like that. It was the fact that they were able to articulate the information that they had learned 
and the school could tell that they were fine. They were where they should be for a ninth grader or a 10th grader or whatever. Now, I know all schools are different in how they place students in certain classes, and there are certainly some technicalities sometimes with schools and saying, for example, in California, if you were going to go back to public school for 11th grade and you had homeschooled for 9th and 10th grade, they may not take whatever classes you have taken. They may not accept those credits, let's say for you know, Algebra 1 or for English 10 or whatever it might be. So I totally understand that there are some technicalities and bureaucracies to deal with with some of those kinds of issues. But honestly, I find it difficult for me to even use that as any kind of focus because I, I guess I'm not worried about it. And maybe that's short-sighted in some ways, but I have one child that has graduated from our from our homeschool life. I have one child that's a senior this year who will be graduating. I have a eighth grader who is kind of a combination public school and homeschool. And he may very well go to a public high school in the future, but I'm, I guess I'm not letting it bother me I'm, because I know that we will make it work one way or the other. I know I will find alternatives. I know I will find a hybrid solution of some kind. So I guess I'm not going to let the what ifs or the technicalities be the focus of my child's education. I'm going to let my child's needs, interests, and wants be the focus of their education. So even though we don't have an official first day back to whatever we're doing in our homeschool life, we certainly have classes that we take that are starting up the week after Labor Day. So that perhaps kind of signals the start of our new school year, even though we have been doing things throughout the summer. My daughter has been doing an online language arts program and math throughout the summer, which has perhaps taken a half hour to an hour a day, depending on the day. So again, we've done that throughout the summer. My son, who is in eighth grade, he did not really do much over the summer as far as schoolwork. And that was okay. That was kind of a mutual decision. And I was good with that. He's actually starting a hybrid program that he will actually attend core classes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And he starts that on Monday. So that will be hopefully a good solution for him. And my oldest daughter already started her college classes this past week. She's doing three online college classes as well as a few things that she's working on just from home. And my oldest one, who is 20, even though he's graduated from our home school, he's still learning as well. He is living at home. He's working, I'm hoping, full-time. Right now he's only working part-time, but hopefully that will be changing very quickly. And he actually is finally finding a job that he is really enjoying and looking at it as a long-term career solution for him, which as a parent is very exciting to see that thought process and how that will all work out for him. So that's kind of where we are for the start of the year. I truly hope you have a great year wherever you are in that year. And if you're starting now, I wish you much success. And just remember that 
nothing is set in stone. You can always change it up. You can always revise. You can always do something different. It's okay. To wrap up, there's just a few reminders that you can find me on Facebook at Learning Outside the Lines podcast, where I often will post articles, links to things that I have found that are helpful, perhaps sometimes some activities for a holiday season. And on Instagram, I'm Latte Books to Read. And if you have any feedback that you would like to give me, you can always email me at outside the lines podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, don't be afraid to go outside the lines.